You know what was so good about this particular verse is that he didn't necessarily say honor good mothers or bad mothers. He didn't he didn't say that a good father's a bad father. He said honor your father. Honor your mother. That means the vehicle that got you here on the earth. God says hold them in high honor. Hold them in high esteem. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. If you would, please open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 2. And we are going to be focusing in on actually the chapter in its entirety, Joshua chapter 2, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 24. And again, we are grateful for all the mothers in the house on today, and we're going to allow one of our sisters in the scriptures to minister to us. Amen. Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 24. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Verse 2, And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here Tonight, from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Verse 4, Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. Verse 5, and it happened as a gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went, I don't know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. Verse 6, but she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks and flax which she had laid in, in order on the roof. Verse 7, then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan to the fours. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. Verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. 
verse 12. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. Verse 13. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. 15. Then she let, then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, get to the mountain, let the pursuers, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. Oh, hang on in there with me. Somebody say, I ain't read this much Bible in a month. Keep reading. Verse 19. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in this house, his blood shall be on our head. If a hand is laid on him. You know when God make a promise, let me tell you. Mm. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away. And they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. It's good to be obedient, isn't it? Verse 22. They departed and went to the mountain and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, and crossed over. And they came to Joshua, the son of Don, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly, the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Now, you know on Mother's Day, you be thinking that Proverbs 31 woman, you think about Mary, the mother of Jesus, but Rahab don't always come up. But as I was meditating and I said, you know, sometimes we can look at folk from a different angle. And sometimes we see who they are and what they do, and we miss the, 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 the inward thing that God is doing on their behalf. You ever met somebody and you automatically made a judgment because you thought you knew about them, but you didn't really know what was about to happen in them and through them? So as we go into today's topics, Rahab, rare and relentless, I want you to hold on to that word as sisters, as brothers, because we have to be rare and relentless. So today is set aside, and I want to keep in, in, in the Mother's Day, um, the day that, we, that has been set aside, if you will, 
and that is that Mother's Day was established in some what, what some would, would believe years and years ago, and we would give Woodrow Wilson the credit for designating it as a holiday to honor mothers on the second Sunday in May. However, if you were to go back and study a little deeper as far as the holiday and the origin of it, he didn't necessarily initiate the holiday, but he did make it a legal holiday. Um, celebrating Mother's Day actually goes back into um, the Greeks, and we know that sometimes the Greeks can get a little, a little touchy when it comes to various gods, and it ain't always the one true God. So we're not going to deal with the controversy of Mother's Day, but we are going to bring to your hearing what the biblical perspective means of honoring mothers on Mother's Day. Turn with me to Exodus 20. Exodus 20, and we're just going to look very quickly on why we honor mothers, not just this day, although we do appreciate it. Now, I'm going to tell you, we really do appreciate it, and we might feel some kind of way if we didn't get honored some kind of way. I'm just going to tell you. But the word of the Lord teaches us about honoring mothers and fathers, not just one day, but every day. So Exodus 20 and 12, and it reads, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Honor. That means to pay a heavy level of respect. Promote them. Esteem them highly. Celebrate and admire them. You know what was so good about this particular verse is that he didn't necessarily say honor good mothers or bad mothers. He didn't, he didn't say that, a good father is a bad father. He said honor your father. Honor your mother. That means the vehicle that got you here on the earth, God says hold them in high honor. Hold them in high esteem. Honor them. And the antithesis of, of honor, or the opposite, if you will, of honor is to dishonor or to disrespect or to disregard. And, and, and he said that shouldn't be found amongst you because if you want to extend your days here on the earth, I'm telling you this promise. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And so that lets us know that God has given us land. He's given us substance. He says, but if you really want those days to be long, I want you to get this, this promise down. And that is honor your mother and your father. Now, could it be because we've allowed the world to try and teach us how to honor versus looking at the Bible to teach us how to honor? It don't always go that well. But he's clear. He says you got to honor them. And if you go over, even in the New Testament, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 6. And, and when we look at Ephesians chapter 6, it, it gives us the responsibilities as parents of what we should teach our children. Because I am a firm believer that as a child, a child will do what a child is supposed to do. And that is be a child. 
They're going to want the attention. They're going to want everything to go their way. They believe they're at Burger King's every single day, and they don't understand why they're not having it their way. But, but the, a child is going to be a child, but the responsibility of the parents, if you will, the responsibility of the church is to teach the child what the Word of God says when it comes to honoring their mother and their father. It doesn't mean if we don't always agree with them. He didn't say you had to agree with them. He just said you still had to honor them. If we look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. That means you got to heed to them and submit to them. You said, but I don't think that mom and daddy always know right. Well, he didn't say you always had to agree with them, but he did say that you need to at least listen to them because they might be able to share something that you just ain't dealt with. Y'all have been there before? You know, when mom was trying to tell you something, you're like, mom, you don't even know. Like, you just don't know. This is not how our life is. And, but if you keep living long enough, you realize that mama knew a little bit more than what we thought she knew, but we just hadn't lived that path yet. So he says to children, he says to heed and submit to your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is approved acceptable to God. But I like the fact that he says in the Lord, because we are hoping and praying and believing and trusting that the parents are telling the children the things that pertains to God. Ephesians 6 and 2 is continuous with honor, as the word mentioned, reverence and value your father and mother, which is the first commandment, notice, with promise. And we know that the promises of God are yes and amen. That's the divine assurance of God. Verse 3, and it says that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. He says it's going to be prosperous for you and you're going to have a long time here on the earth. And you know, the interesting thing about that I've noticed as I live, and maybe I'm sure it always was happening, but I didn't recognize it, but it seems like death has no age limit. It used to be a time when you read the obituaries, you see, well, you know, they live a good long life, or they've been here on the earth a long time, but not so much this day and time. Not so much this day and time. Sometimes you just don't know if they're going to be your age, younger, your children's age, or do they even make your children's age? Mm. But there's a promise of longevity on the earth when it comes to honoring our father and our mother. Mm. But we're going to go deeper. I just want to drop that in. I wanted you to think on that because we're going to take this honor thing to a whole nother level. And again, the Bible didn't say you had to agree with everything, but you still have to esteem them. You don't get to dismiss them. You don't get to disregard them. You still have to, you have to honor them. So let's go and visit Rahab because Rahab, this thing about honor down pack. And you said, but she was a holler. Yeah, she was. She was. She owned it. But she still knew how to honor God and the men of God. And she honored the instructions that she was given by those men. 
So we're going to go back and, and we're going to go and we, you know, when we talk about controversy, uh, uh, Rahab might have been a woman of controversy. My sister had a colorful life, and, but she, she still understood honor. She, she understood what it means to highly respect and reverence and promote God and his word. Now, some, some folk, now, if you, you had a Pharisee mind, you might have turned away when I first said Rahab. Like, I know she ain't talking about Rahab on Mother's Day. But, you know, I, I just believe if you, if, you, if you can make the scripture, we ought to talk about you. Right? If your name is in the scripture, it's something that's to be for us to learn from your life. Whether we always agree or not, but we're going to talk about Rahab. So Rahab, we're going back to Joshua chapter 2, and we're talking about a woman that I really believe honored God. Like She was like, this is, this is crazy, but I, and I know I need a change, and I know I need deliverance, and I know my family need deliverance, but I know that there's a God that, that will change our lives and make us better. And, and she wasn't getting directions from God per se one-on-one, but because she esteemed the men of God, because she esteemed the voice, their instructions, the assignment that they had, she allowed her life to get better, but she also cleared the pathway to bring her family out. Let's unpack Rahab today. So Joshua chapter 2, Rahab had a demeanor, if you will, that what I would like to call it was rare and relentless when it came to her honor and respect for God and the things of God. And so when we think in terms of a person's demeanor, a person's demeanor is that outward expression of you. And some of us, we might not realize, but sometimes our demeanor tells more about us than what our mouth does. And when we open our mouth, it just seals the deal, you know? You ever you be like, now that person's demeanor look like, mm. Yeah, it's that outward expression. It's that body language, if you will. It's the actions that we are carrying out. If we are observing, and I, I do, I really do like the people watch, especially in big crowds. So I get to just make up all kind of indies in my mind when I'm people watching. But I'm watching their demeanor. I'm watching their outward behavior. But Rahab had the demeanor that she honored and, and, and she yielded to God. And you say, but she was a harlot, but let's leave that alone for now. Yeah, that's who she was, but we were something too. I love when pastors say that, now we were something too, but we ain't going to start giving out no list, but we were something too. But do we honor God? Do we respect the voice of God? Do we esteem God's word and his assignment the manner that she did? See, demeanor refers to our overall attitude, our appearance, and our behavior. And our demeanor tells a lot about us. It tells about our emotional state. It tells about our mental state. It just just reveals a lot. And I know sometimes we like to cover it up and dress it up, and we we do all that. Ladies, you know we are the best at that. But it can still tell a little bit about us. And, and, And But we want it to be good. Because what I saw in Rahab was this sister is rare, and she is relentless. 
In other words, you're not going to find a lot of Rahab. You said, well, first lady, we, we ain't looking for a lot of harlot. I know, but leave that part alone. The person Rahab, she was unusual. She was uncommon, and she was exceptional in, in who she was. I, I like to believe she was the best version of who she was, right? And sometimes we're so busy trying to be somebody else, we're not the best version of who we can be. But she was rare, and she was relentless. And relentless has everything to do with she was consistent, she was persistent, and not only was she resilient to stand against things, but she had the ability to move forward. Sisters, we got to be rare and relentless. We had to be able to be, be uncommon, can't be one to want to fit in with everybody and do everything. We got to know that we are hearing from the voice of God. We are so committed to God that we're going to press forward despite what is around us. Rahab. Let's go back to Joshua 2. And one. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Now, I want to just, just kind of unpack this just a little bit. Just when we think in terms of Joshua's assignment. So the Lord had given Joshua clear and concise instructions in Joshua 1. And, and he told Joshua that just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. But if you recall that it was Joshua and Caleb that was amongst the 12 spies that, that were sent out, that Moses sent out to spy out the land. And it was Joshua, Joshua and Caleb who had the a boldness to come back and say, hey, I think we will able to take this land. So when we look over in Joshua 2, we see the same strategy that God used with Moses, God was now using with Joshua. And that strategy is send people out, spy out the land, tell us what you see, and come back and give me a report. So Joshua and Caleb in themselves had to be pretty rare and relentless. Joshua was in a position of leadership, a, leadership, a position of power and influence, and he imitated Moses' leadership. My question is, when we're in a position of power and leadership and influence, who do we imitate? I know, that's what I said when I was meditating. I was like, well, Lord, I don't know. Yeah. He imitated his leader. He respected and esteemed his leader in such a manner that he took the same instructions and he went. He said, hey, this is going to work. Let me go and try this. I'm not reinventing the wheel. I don't have to be my own self. I need to go and follow these instructions. So he sent the men out. He told him to go. He said, I want you to go and I want you to spy secretly. Sound familiar? Saying, go view the land and especially Jericho. And so the men went out in obedience. It's good to go out. It's good to be in obedience, right? So when you send people out, they'll do the same manner. They went out in obedience. And they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab. 
I say, Lord, the house of a harlot? You ain't had no sister in the church except to They came to the house of a harlot, and her name was Rahab. Now, I'm going to, you know, just let you know in case you don't. A, a harlot is someone that we might say is a woman of the night. She is morally unrestrained. She makes her living by what the Bible calls, notice I say the Bible calls, fornication and adultery. Now, you're going to have to explain that to the kids later, but I'm just telling you what, what I should make a living. So the Bible is clear that these men went out to accomplish the will of God and came to Rahab's house. Now, you know, if some of us went in the spirit, they'd be like, now, why they go over to her house? They supposed to be on the Lord's mission. You know how, you know how it can get twisted sometimes. But God was up to something. Tell somebody God is up to something now. Mm -hmm. Rahab name means wide. Her reputation was that she was who the Bible calls her, a harlot of Jericho. But one thing about a harlot is that the harlot know the streets. Mm-hmm. And Rahab knew the streets of Jericho. And she probably had influence and a level of power in her line of work. You say, are you promoting Rahab? No, I'm just telling you. The lady had to know the streets. And I'm going to tell you why I believe she knew the streets. Because the king, <laughs> he goes out and he asks information from Rahab. When you are about them streets, you know what's happening in the streets. Rahab had heard about the children of Israel and the God of them. And as mentioned, when it comes to the street, people just ain't going to go to people who are uninformed. See, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't tell you a lot about them streets because I ain't been in them streets in so long. And sometimes even with my kids, I tell you, I'm like, huh? Huh? And then their famous words is, yes, you've been saved for a mighty long time, Mom. But you know, it's just because I don't know. I, I ain't judging you. I just don't know what's in them streets because I don't spend my life in the street. When I was in the streets, I knew about the street. But, you know, hey. But it's good information to know about folks in the street, right? So the Bible is here for all of us. Jesus is here to save all of us. So we can't turn our nose down at folks. We just need to know, hey, you need information. Go to them streets. Now, some of y'all, if folk come to y'all a lot about stuff in the street, I don't know. I ain't going to say. Joshua chapter 2 and verse 2. And the king, let me go back and read. And it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king was using his tactics, and you know, worldly people have their own tactics. So they said, look, I need information, because if they come to search us out, they come to take over. Hey, if you're in power, that's what you think. If you come and spies out, eventually you're going to come back and take over. I know y'all say, but hey, y'all know that now. If I, if I come over there and try to check out your space, that means I'm coming to try and plant down in your space and take over. And that's what the king was saying. He was like, nah, wait a minute now. So the king sent, he, the king of Jericho sent to Rahab. 
woman of the street, saying, bring out the men who have come to you who have entered your house. Now, how did they know that they was in her house? I don't know. For they had come to search out all the country. No doubt they had a watch on Rahab's house. Now, remember, we told you to her line of work. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not assuming anything. But he went to her. He said, who the men that you let in your house? I love my sister. Then the woman took of the men, the two men, and hid them. And so she said, yeah. So she said, yes. The men came to me, but I don't know from whence they were from. I said, now, Rahab, did you tell the whole truth? Well, she didn't really ask them their profile. She had heard about the God that they serve. I was like, you know, I ain't going to examine her true statement or not, but it was true to her. But she had a plan. She's like, King got a plan, but I got a plan too. So if we continue to read on verses 5 through 8, and it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went out, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. And she knew just what to say, too. Isn't that so? She like, I know y'all think y'all about to be overtaken, but come on, go, go quickly, and you'll get the advantage over them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them in with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men, they listened to Rahab. Now, they, they, they pursued them by the road to the Jordan to the forest. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. I said, Lord, Rahab, now got these men on the run. She hiding the men of God. Let me tell you something. Sometimes folks out in the world will be good to men and women of God. They know to be true. They respect them. You have walked up on somebody like, oh, I ain't mean to say that in front of you. I ain't, I ain't mean, I, 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 for like, I ain't mean to say that in front of you. Pastor, pastor, I, I, I mean, you know, they're not in the church, you know. They're not professing Jesus. But they will protect the gift of God. And that's what Rahab was doing. She was protecting the gift of God. We can't let other folk protect better than we, can we? I said that Rahab was preaching to me. I was on all kind of levels of conviction as I was reading about her. So she comes to the roof in verse 8. And it, it says that before they lay down, she came up to the roof, on the roof, and said to them, now, you notice how her honor opened her spiritual awareness and understanding. See, sometimes we may not be as sensitive to the Holy Spirit because we don't have those things in our mind. See, she honored the men, and it's like it, it, it allowed her spirit to be open to receive even more. I've been in situations before when I, I had already dismissed the person. I wasn't open to anything that they were saying or anything they were doing. You know why? Because I had already dismissed them. But she, that wasn't her. She was, she was open, and, 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 and she, she was protecting them, and it almost like it was a spiritual awareness that came about her. And Rahab began to speak in some powerful revelation as she was using the information that she had to come up with a plan for her household. Remember, the king had a plan. Well, first of all, Joshua had a strategy and a plan. The men was on a mission. The king had a plan. And now Rahab, like, hold on. 
I see all this happening, and there's a reason that I know what's going on. So she was using that information to, to say, now, how can I help my household? I'm going to break it down. So since you ever been listening out for information, you're like, now, how can I help my household? It might be a sale, you know, at your favorite store where you like to buy the kids blue jeans or whatever. It might be information about health and how to take care of your body. you like, oh, I know so-and-so, they need to hear that. It may be information about, you know, uh, something that you, uh, I don't know, a job, if you will, or uh, opportunity to get a scholarship. It may be information, but you listen to that information because you say, oh, I'm going to bring that back to so-and-so because I know they need it. So, see, Rahab would listen to information about what the Lord was about to do to bring it back to her household. This sister had a plan. She had a plan. And so if we go on down to Joshua 2 and 9, and it reads, and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. She said, I understand who you are. I realize that the terror of you has fallen on us. And that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. So Rahab said, listen, I recognize and acknowledge you serve the great God. You serve the all-powerful God. You serve the all-knowing God. And he has given you this land. This land I'm standing on. These streets I'm running. I understand. I know my days are numbered, Right? And she goes on to say that the terror or the dread of you has fallen on all of us. Y'all let's get everybody up here in this camp. I'm just saying. And that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted. Y'all got folks consumed. They melting down. Y'all ever seen people, they just like, they just melting down. They scared. She said, but I recognize that. Remember that she back on the rooftop. She talking to the people. The men. These men are causing grown folks to have meltdowns. Actually, it's the God of these men that's causing the stir. And we have to know who is causing the stir in our lives. People will get faint-hearted when they know that they are dealing with folks who are rare and relentless. When it comes to seeking God and seeking the will of God. You say, well, they don't seem to celebrate me as what? No, nah, they know you rare and relentless. They don't seem to encourage me. No, nah, they know you rare and relentless. They know your type. They, they don't seem to want to be around me. Yeah, girl, they understand who you are. But it's not so much as them understanding you, they understand the God that you serve. So Rahab is on the roof, as they would say, spilling the tea. She's telling these men everything. She's like, look, I know who you are. I know why you came. I know that the, the, the people in this land, she's telling, she telling all their business. She said, look, they scared of y'all. They melting down. And she goes on to verse 10 for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the, rip, the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. We heard about y'all. And what you did, what you prepared, what you produced to the kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Ah, 
whom you utterly destroy. Y'all taking down kings. Oh, my goodness. I said, and when God gives you something to put things in order and it takes down power, that's a great God. You might be taking advantage that you thought you had a good idea, but God was using you in such a great way that you were shaking up the atmosphere. You thought it was you and your good idea, but really it was a God that you served that was setting things in order that were causing kings to be brought down. Mm-mm-mm. Rahab continued. She's letting these God-fearing men know, I recognize you. I know God has sent you. I know of his work. You know, when you start talking about people who can dry up the Red Sea, yeah, that's the God that they serve. Verse 11, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts, our inner man, it just melted. Neither did there remain any courage. Y'all took the wind out of us. Anyone because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth and beneath the earth. She was like, look, y'all caused us to melt down to to the point that it just took the wind. You ever got information and it it just struck you so it just took the wind out of you? You didn't know what to go forward or back. You, you just didn't know. You didn't know if you were going to be hurt. You didn't know if you were going to pass out and just act like it just, just take me away right now. You just, it, just, it just utterly took the wind. It could be mothers. You could have had information about your children. It could be children. You've heard things about your parents. It could be, it could be anything. But it literally, when you heard it at that moment, it took the wind out of you. And I said, you know what? When something or someone does something that takes the wind out of you, you got to make a choice. You're either going to die in the moment or you're going to seek deliverance. Rahab being rare and relentless, she opted to seek deliverance. When we get real serious about things, deliverance, we don't care what we have to do. Lord, deliver me. Get me out of this situation. Get me out of this stress. Get me out of this moment in time, God. I need a change for the better. Joshua 2 and 12 states, Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, all that they have. And notice what she says, and deliver our lives from death. Sister, sister, sister. I know she ain't the proverb 31 woman, but this girl is bad. She said, look, I ain't just trying to get help. I know who I am. I ain't telling you I ain't no harlot. I know I know them streets, but let me tell you something. I know about your God. And you served a God that dried up the Red Sea. And we know that you're coming on this side and you're going to take over. We see you take down kings. We see you take down power. And what I want from you is that you would deliver me. Glory to God. When you get it in your being, mm, 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 mm. 
that God can make your life better, that he can change your situation, he can change your circumstances. Rahab said, I'm not going to be selfish and ask just for me. Come on, sisters. I'm asking for my mama, my daddy, my brothers, my sisters, and guess what? And all their possessions. That sister was rare and relentless. She said, I ain't going to just bounce back, but we're going to move forward out of this. I see the men over here. They all in power, but they fainting down. They melting down. They, just the thought of you coming in to spy. Yeah, they came knocking at my door. I can hear Rahab saying that. They came knocking at my door trying to get information, but I had a greater plan than what they had. I ain't giving up no information until I know my family has been delivered. Now, that's the Cassandra Jones version of that one. Goodness gracious. I said, Rahab, you have encouraged me today. You have blessed me as a woman. Because many times as women of God and as women in general, that we come up against situations that will try and take our families down, that will try and take our finances down, that will try and utterly destroy us little by little. We can see our kids dealing with situations. We can see our siblings dealing with situations. We can see our parents dealing with situations. But we got to know the God that can change anything. We got to know the God that never fails. We got to know the God that has all power, that's all-knowing, that is able to change our lives and make it better. And Rahab said, now, I need you to do something for me. And I'm just going to just continue to talk through. And the men, the men of God said, okay, we're going to keep our promise to you. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm going to let you down with this here scarlet cord here. Because, you know, she was, her house was on, on, the, on the wall. It was up high. I reckon that's how they could keep their eyes on her. I don't know. But whatever needed to happen, that scarlet cord, they said, now, as long as your family stay in here, they covered. Come on, family. Sometimes we try to get out too quick, and we lose our covering. He said, he said yeah, as long as they stay up under the covering of God, they're covered. But if they take it upon themselves to leave this house, their lives is on their hands. And, and let me tell you this, Rahab, I know you're a woman that know a lot of information, but if you speak of this business that we're talking about, the deal is off. Come on, somebody, say the deal is off. Yeah, 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 the deal is off. Because sometimes God will reveal things to us about situations to help situations. But if we are a busybody, we just want to know to know. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Or we want to know to tell. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But tell somebody the deal is off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They said, now don't you, don't be talking about this now. Because this plan is bigger than this moment right here. And we got to know that the plan of God and what God is doing in our lives is bigger than the moment right now. We got to know that God has a plan of deliverance, that God is planning to bring us out. And not only is he going to bring us out, he's going to use us to bring others out. You know who you are. You may not have been a Rahab. You may not have been a harlot. But whatever you are, there's some people that God is going to use you to bring out. Rare and relentless uncommon can't find them like that yeah I bounced back but I didn't just bounce back and hold you know it's one thing to bounce back and be in a holding pattern since you got to be able to bounce back and move forward 
you got to be able to trust God when you can't see him. You got to be able to trust that the word is working. You got to believe God that when you give, it's going to be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. You got to know that you got to obey the first part and to give and that God is going to do the rest. You got to believe God and trust God Mm -mm -mm, that many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God has promised to deliver us out of them all. Rare and relentless. God, I ain't feeling this. God, this hurts me. God, I don't want to deal with this. This, this. this is bringing tears to my eyes. But he said, mm-mm, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But you know what I told you? I was going to deliver you out of them all. You got to know that God's word, he said, I have sent my word to heal them. And, and what else did he say? He says, my word shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish every single thing I set it out to do. So the more that I hold on to the word, I know that the word has an effect in my life. Come on, Rahab. Rare and relentless. Rare and relentless. I want you to remember these five takeaways of Rahab's life. Because the men of God, they, they finished the course. They came back to Joshua in verse 23 and 24. The two men, they returned back, descended from the mountain, crossed over, came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and they began to recount what they saw. They began to, to tell the story accurately. You know, sometimes we tell the story, but we ain't accurate. Don't go back to your leader tell no inaccurate story. Right? Because when you tell them an the, uh, inaccurate story and they trusted you to tell them the truth, you have set everybody up. You set everybody up for the potential of disaster. They went back and they told them accurately what they saw. And they said to Joshua, truly, the Lord has appointed, he, he didn't appointed this land in our hands. Wow. What's in the land for you? Is it your new house? Mm. Is it the salvation of your children? What's in the land? Come on, y'all got to see the land. Because sometimes we just see the land as just dirt. Come on, see what's in the land. Know that there's life in the land. What is in the land for you? Grab hold in your mind right now. What's in that land for you? What are you trusting God for? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? What's in the land for you? Because the Bible, he's letting them know. He said, listen, God then gave us the land. Yeah, he has promised us the land into our hands. And guess what? The inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted. They don't want you go up in that overcomers. They don't want you in the land. They already melting down like, oh, God, I got to deal with her. Yes, that's what they thinking. You feeling bad because they said that. They saying, oh, no, they feeling bad because they got to deal with you. He said, hey, truly the Lord has delivered you, delivered all the land into our hands. For indeed, the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Isn't it amazing how Rahab was such a huge part of the mission? And so what are my takeaways from Rahab? She was a woman of reputation. Mm-hmm. She had one now. We like to remember the negative side as the harlot, but this sister had some stuff going on. She had a plan. 
She was aware of God and the importance of honoring God, his authority, his word, his instruction. She was a harlot, mm-hmm, a woman of the night. She was aligning herself and agreeing with God and the plan of God for her life and her family. And one thing about Rahab is that she was positioning herself for better and her family for better. Rahab, sis, rare and relentless. God bless you. Thank you for your time. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer request and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.